0: Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact.
1: Hello, 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 hello. We're Uh, back,
0: lots to talk about.
1: I was about to say how much there is. I'm hoping it's going to be a shorter episode, but we're going to really try and get through these things. So let us see.
0: Yeah, so we'll start as we always do.
1: Um, with no the Premier really League from this weekend.
0: Um not as many like crazy results until we get
1: to Sunday. Um, no, not that that crazy of a result. I'm so sick of people no, 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 talking but like, about it. Like not that.
0: crazy results. <sighs> not like crazy result, but like Sorry. not really results that require a lot of discussion. <laughs>
1: I don't want to discuss it. I wanna forget about it okay so i can so discuss sorry. it if you don't want to no, anyway you're not gonna we'll no get, no, we'll to no. okay sorry guys um, everyone i'm sorry Ever- i'm just in an annoyed mood about every every soccer related thing right now anyway let's continue man united
0: beat man united beat everton two nothing aston villa beats nottingham forest uh 2-0 newcastle beats brentford 2-1 that's all par for the course a little bit of an upset west ham beat fulham 1-0 surprising um, good
1: for west ham in the relegation battle fulham Not so good for them in the downhill swing recently. They They
0: have definitely had a harder time the last couple of games, but we'll see how that continues to develop. But um, Bournemouth beat Leicester. Leicester continues to suck. Um, Spurs beat Brighton, which is a pretty important win and a pretty
1: controversial win to say that.
0: Yes, there's a lot. This was the the drama of the weekend in terms of var
1: um, as, as basically there should have been a penalty. Mm-hmm. And even after the game it was all agreed upon and the rules, people, whoever was like this should have been a penalty. And it wasn't. Yeah. And Brighton ends up losing. And it is kind of a significant because these yes. are two teams that are challenging for European squads. Yes. And so pretty significant. Um if I was a Brighton fan, I would be furious. Um, me too and it's again as we always say i don't think we have to like stick on this point too much because we say it almost every week yeah once again it's a matter of and it doesn't seem to be working and the fact that you can have such blatant errors that then have to be said this was wrong after the game the the fact that we have had points that we have had the
0: uh, pgmol come out multiple times after games this year after multiple games and apologize over being wrong
1: yeah multiple times I will say I will say and absolutely
0: unhinged. this is also an Arsenal
1: perspective on it but we were one of those games and we would have had three points out of a game if it was not for an issue and we'll discuss later but no, I'm not saying well, this is I mean, winning or not winning as a title, same, but it does but impact, and it impacts right. But it's also, to get into the Europa
0: League as well, right? Like the only reason, like you, I don't think you can say that that specific Arsenal decision is going to be the difference between the title or not, is because the same thing happened to City, sure, in I, the in the derby. But the point. Yes. The, but I'm the saying that like it doesn't that,
1: matter really because we should both teams should still have those points. Yes.
0: So it should be the same amount. Yes. Both teams should still have those points. But it's it's the the problem is that we are once again having the same discussion that we've had you know a dozen times already this season. It which in the sense of what is VAR for if not to catch errors like this?
1: You have the and VAR then it of VAR like that's what we basically need like, right now. So I think it
0: it's starting to look like it comes down to a quality of referees, because it's not a VAR problem. We don't see these same things happening in other leagues to the nope. extent that they happen in the Premier League. And they don't seem to be happening in the Champions League to the extent that they happen in the Premier League. So it's a Premier League problem. Well, what's unique about the Premier League? Who is refereeing? So clearly yeah, it's a, a refereeing point. issue. So how do we get better referees? I don't know, but we clearly need better referees because it's, it's, it's a continuous ongoing issue. And the premier league seems to be the only one who week in and week out has a big VAR controversy.
1: Constant. So it's some constant.
0: So to me, that seems to be where it's actually not a VAR problem. It's a premier league refereeing problem. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) VAR itself isn't the issue. The idea is the the whole point of VAR is to help with some of human error in the sense that the referee is one man. He can't necessarily see everything. Right. There's things that happen behind the play or or they're blocked by other players or the angle isn't right. whatever. like that's what it's there for. um except that we're not seeing it applied that way only yeah. in the Premier League. So. I think there's a a number of issues with VAR. I think one, I've said it before and I'll repeat it again now, I think many, many rules of the game need to be rewritten with the technology that we now have in mind. I think offsides needs to be rewritten. I think handball rules need to be, I think a lot of rules need to be updated and revised um, to better suit the technology that we have available now. So that's one, that's part of the problem, but I don't think that's the end all be all. I think the biggest problem is that the Premier League referees are bad.
1: Yeah. Which I don't know if really is a surprise to anyone, I hope, who's listening to this podcast, but... No, it, it's not. But uh, for a league that
0: is as prestigious and, you know, arguably the best league in Europe, certainly among the best three in Europe, like, yeah. for their referees to be
1: so poor is... Bad. Yes. Not good. Yep, I would agree. I would agree. Um
0: Should we move on? Yes. Um, um Wolves beat Chelsea in their first course. game under Frank Lampard. Again. Um, which we've spoke last week about how that's funny.
1: Um yeah, I don't need to say much more than this because I feel like we spoke on that. We talked a lot of yeah, we talked, talked a lot about Chelsea. But also same week. issue same issues.
0: It's the same, same thing. Yeah. If you want to know, if you want to know what our thoughts on Chelsea, you can just go listen to last week's thoughts on Chelsea. We spent a while talking about them.
1: It's more all the energy same on them. It's the same it's thing. All the same stuff. And we're gonna speak about them about in the Champions League anyway. So scoot along,
0: moving right along. Um, Manchester City beat the crap out of Southampton, four um, one. Yeah, nothing. Honestly, honestly, really not that much to talk about within this game. Um, City played an excellent, um, an excellent second half in particular. Um, Holland had two goals. Greylish had a, had a goal. It's, Holland's second goal was particularly nice. Greylish had uh, actually a really great game. He continues to have really good form. Um, Alvarez came in, um, and scored a penalty kick. Um, yeah, it was pretty par for the course. Um Manchester City continues to be in excellent form. Um and they just did their job. That was about it. Um early Sunday morning, Crystal Palace beat up on Leeds, which is not really what, what I once what I want either. Um what I want either. Thing. Sorry, I mean
1: I do want Leeds. I was yeah, sorry. Yes.
0: Yeah, not not a great result for Leeds to no. get beaten 5-1. That's less than ideal though, although i don't Brennan know when State Leeds moved nice so assist.
1: far up into 16th place but they have even though it's not that far but like technically
0: yeah they're not It's the whole bottom half of the table really is a bit of a mess. in contention for the most part um there's maybe. a couple teams who in my opinion look more likely to go down than others but southampton and leicester yes um and everton maybe but we'll see how things pan out. The last, you know, however many games in the season. Uh, but the headlining game, okay, the yeah. headline game of the weekend was Liverpool Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get us started on Liverpool Arsenal? Do you want me to just not say anything about it at all?
1: Yeah. Yes, that would be fantastic. Um, my thoughts on this have changed after stewing on it for like half an hour afterward, and then being like, I can't actually spend any, any energy on this because whatever um if you asked me even a month ago would you be happy with a tie going to Anfield I would have said yes because of all the games that are on our list between now and the end this is the game that I thought we could lose and I thought that I probably a question would points.
0: actually not even a month ago before the game started would you have been happy with the draw
1: I thought it was a losable game. Would you have been content with a draw before the game? I mean, I wasn't going to be content with a draw because I knew what that would mean. I think... I wasn't optimistic towards when... I just... I, I, You know the feel... Like, I guess, like... I don't know. Sometimes you just have a gut feeling. But also, like, that gut feeling, I think, just has to do... Like, but I feel like what I'm saying, like... If we were going to drop points, which obviously Mm -hmm. now it just makes everything so fucking insane and annoying. And I, I don't know. Obviously, I haven't been very optimistic about us at all on this podcast. I think I've been holding out on a pretty good level of pessimism because it's Arsenal. Um, And you never know. And City is fucking annoying. Um, I think the manner to which we tied is more frustrating. Only due Mm -hmm. to the fact that it took one singular moment of Shaka doing the things he hasn't done all season for everything I think to fall apart. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: then also I watched with my brother and literally from like maybe the 60th minute, we were like, Arteta should sub and he should sub Tierney for Zinchenko. Mm -hmm. That was the one sub we were saying and maybe like sub Jorginho in. And I'm, you cannot place this on anyone, but their tying goal was ultimately Zinchenko's fault. He got beaten for the cross to go in. And I do not think Tierney would have gotten beaten in that situation. And they made the sub right after that happened. Um, so I, so, and I know, I don't know, I feel like I've said this before. I wish Arteta would be a little bit more proactive in his subs but again it's fucking pep it's pep that's pep shit i think pep I, does the I, same I do I, I yes i was gonna say it feels very similar like i feel that, that
0: pain i feel that pain yeah so, so hard um because i like, lose my fucking mind
1: and ultimately like it wasn't that one play that made us tie. it was a lot of little things throughout the game i would like mm-hmm. to say the one really bright big bright spot i mean ramsdale played his ass off
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, See, there were several saves he made that were especially is... right at the end there. He made two kind of back to back
1: that were. Elite, elite, Um, two things to say on that. A, this is why I feel happier with the tie because we so easily could have lost. But B, yeah, hell is he not England's number one goalkeeper?
0: I that I honestly could not tell you. I do I not don't think Kick is better than under- him. I don't think
1: anyone knows. Um Um, anyway so I guess my last few things on this game are and I actually was talking to my friend about this because he was asking me about the game and I was like this this now having tied this now places all the stake on the game against city basically like we have to tie you right we can't lose to you basically unless like all else everything else everyone wins you know it kind of comes down to that and I was saying to my friend I was like it would have felt, though. Ultimately, I wouldn't have cared. I do feel like it would have. Wouldn't have felt right if we didn't have to get a result against City, the team who's chasing us, the team who has been the top of the Premier League? I almost feel like I okay. Now we have to go in and play them, and we will prove. We will prove. I kind of agree. Are, you know what I mean? Like. I
0: know because I kind of agree, agree with that in the sense that I think I would feel if City were to lose the chain, the the league, I would feel a lot more. I would feel a lot more about that if City played Arsenal three times this season and won all three times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if we lost to City three times this season and still won, like, yes, you would win. The, that's how oh, the Premier League would I would is. be it's having a field day. Like that. It would be amazing. But I but, do like, think I that would we feel questions much more. No, exactly i think there would still there would still be
0: i would be able to sit here and go and i'll probably do this either way because you know i'm you're a fan of your team first but i feel like if city beats three times city arsenal three times and that arsenal still wins the league it gives a lot more footing on the argument for city fans and to to sit here and go yeah they won the league
1: city are ultimately the better team Um, oh well yeah i hope that no arsenal fan is gonna say arsenal's a better team than city but I'm sure they're well, out there. No, that's
0: but I, <clears> I mean like I think Arsenal is an excellent 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 team. I have, you know, but I mean I think I think losing the Premier, I'm glad that it's going to come down to that game in many ways. I just think um, that, yeah, I like, hope that it comes down to that game. I hope that there's not a big slip up somewhere else. Yeah, I mean um, that's the same City thing. Park Arsenal has some hard, I hope we it have comes go down, down to play, that like, game.
1: We have to go play Newcastle like Newcastle away. There's a lot more to go and part there of there is a lot yes. and, and the, i don't the other, know that- the other thing that i was thinking about with this liverpool game was it was unrealistic for us to go from this point to the end winning everything having been on like a seven game win streak just realistically how things go it would have been yes. unrealistic to win out yes right just like how sports go so mm-hmm. i'm almost glad that it happened against liverpool to a team like Maybe it was expected to happen to instead of us like doing it against Southampton next week, you know? Yeah, yeah, because I feel like sense. we'll buckle down I feel and like and go and then it'll come down to the city. And you know what? Like, there it is. Like, I think what's really interesting, season, and that's that is what this I think will end up as what it is. Yeah, so I
0: think what's really interesting about how, what this result means for the title race, um, is that it for honestly one of the first times that i can think of both teams in the race are in the driver's seat yeah in the sense that it's you usually are like oh well it's in this team's hands it's in this team's hands it's in both city and arsenal's hands whoever wins because they (laughs) have to play each other whoever wins the more wins out wins yeah yeah which is And they no, can't both win out. Like, like they, it, it is impossible it's, it's for it's them to get the
1: same amount yeah. of points. And it's it's obviously very annoying. Unless they could tie. And then it, they could.
0: No, but I, but I mean, like, they can't, like... You know what I mean. Like, they, they can't... It's not in... It's in both their... Like, it's in both their hands. In the sense that... Yeah. Like, it's not, like... Like... Because sometimes there'll be in a title race where you're like, if if both teams could win out and one team, like,
1: oh, oh, I see what you mean. I, right, see, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They I can't you.
0: both win out, right? Yeah. One of, they can't both win out. Um, if City wins out, City wins. Yeah. If Arsenal wins out, Arsenal wins. Yeah. If, if Arsenal, if they tie the game that they play and otherwise win out, Arsenal wins. Yeah. That is not to say that either of these teams are necessarily going to win out outside no. of their game. And
1: that's th- but, Again, right. each like, other, right? It, there's some very big caveats in us yes. saying this game is like it. Because yes. like, it is, but like But the other way you could of, put it is there are multiple games before then that like there's no you can't slip you could up. also
0: you could also put it on if they match results. Yeah. You could put it on that way if they match results. God, what um, if has that happened? Oh my God! Well, and I think, and I think, in many ways, City is at the disadvantage because they are in other competitions, so they have yeah, more I games do, to play. I do play. think that's
1: the one thing that maybe could help Arsenal in the end, if. But at the same getting, time, like, but also, I I don't know if it really matters. I'm not sure. It, I think if we say that every year. Like, yes. Oh, yes. It could matter there's, in April there's two and then things. Sometimes
0: it doesn't. So there's there's a couple things to consider that is one of them that could potentially go against city but at the same time city is relatively used to that they're, they are yeah, i don't know how and, much they're, they're, and they have them a, and, and they have a deep they have a deep enough squad to handle that so that this is not like they usually are only in one they're usually in two three four competitions late into the season so that's they know how to handle that the other thing is city is hot at the right time um City's city all of city's players are in excellent form right now um and that is yeah. just the right time for them to be
1: doing that um very and we'll annoyed see. with city the other day i don't know what it was though i read some I article I read some article and i was like that is exactly why i get annoyed with them all the time but i couldn't tell you I, what it is well if you remember let me know but otherwise Just wanted to tell the podcast that I get annoyed with City and I just get infuriated that they have, like, all the best players, which I think is unfair, but that's beyond the point.
0: Um. Um, Point being, everybody's hitting form at the right time.
1: Yes. Anyway, I am still, like, I think part of me, I think Arsenal could do it, honestly, which is, like, kind of weird. I think they it makes it way harder. And here's... That is Here's what it my is.
0: take. I don't. Yes, it opened the door a little bit, but I don't feel like it changed that much of the shape of this race. I think oh, it was always gonna the game, the head-to-head game was always gonna it be a huge always, deal. Yeah, and and both teams were always gonna drop points at some point in the whole thing. That's my point. So that was, I yeah. think. So I think like yes, this does feel like Arsenal have edged the door open a little bit but I felt like that was always going to happen well that's like, in the sense I that I
1: felt like
0: they were always Arsenal was not going to win out I don't think City's going to win out from here either no. so like that's the thing it, right? like it, it was always seem... going
1: to it
0: always kind of felt like since uh, probably uh, since probably the first City Arsenal game yeah it always kind of felt like it was going to come down to the last day
1: Yeah, it just kind of did. And I I get annoyed by the... I get annoyed by the news articles after the game being like, oh, all these things. I'm like... And I agree. Did it change all that much? And were these pundits really thinking that Arsenal wasn't going to... They didn't even lose. Like, they didn't even lose. Like, they did gain a... Like, that's the crazy thing is is that, like, it felt like they, like, lost to Liverpool. However... I think the reason...
0: It felt like they lost was because they blew a two nothing lead.
1: I think had it yeah, been but like if one one, was one watching, two, two, but if anyone one, was watching that second half, you can't tell me you didn't think that Liverpool was going to score another goal.
0: I honestly thought Liverpool was going to score another goal and win.
1: I, I thought honestly, so too. Like, I I was I, I was fully thinking that the, like literally past like the seventy my, minute mark, I like, Liverpool is going to be able to score two goals and win this game.
0: I I said to myself, I'm not lucky enough for them to score
1: because that would be too good for me, right? That yeah, would have been too good. Um,
0: yeah. I was like, I'm not lucky enough for them to score, but they really seem like they're going to. And I think you, you mentioned it earlier, but for me watching that game, Arsenal controlled for a good chunk of the beginning. And then you're right, that that moment, the sort of dust up was Jaka, And was it Trent Alexander-Arnold? Yeah, um, that
1: asshat.
0: Yeah, he is an asshat. But the dust up between the two of them... What that did was rile up Anfield.
1: Yes. And all of a sudden absolutely. there was life
0: back in Liverpool. And yes, that is was, absolutely a hundred percent where And, it and they
1: scored their goal maybe two minutes after that. And, and all you know, of a sudden like,
0: and, and the whole thing just turned on its head. A hundred percent. And that's and, the power of Anfield, right? Like that's that's why going to Anfield is so dangerous. Yeah. But
1: it it felt like before that
0: arsenal were cruising. It felt and... yeah
1: it did and it took one moment and you know what's so funny is i was watching with my brother and we watched the tackle and we we're like oh that should be a foul and it wasn't fine and we see shaka get up and we're like oh fuck
0: oh fuck so yeah. like, at
1: the same time we're like oh no and of course he does exactly what we thought he was gonna do mm-hmm. and he's done so well this season and so i he's played really well he's held himself in check but you know he still has his inner self in him, and that was what
0: happened. Yeah, <laughs> it's the okay. only it's other. Fun. The only other note I really had on um on Arsenal Liverpool is actually not really about the game at all, but about the referee incident at halftime. Oh yes, good point. Yes, um, it- in which the assistant referee swings an elbow at Andy Robertson. Yeah, which is so which out of control, I- and. So absolutely batshit to me. We were just talking about how the Premier League referees are bad. Um, but that was so like so crazy to me. And it was and it was crazy because watching the broadcast, all of a sudden all the refer- all the a bunch of the Liverpool players were like up in arms about something. And I you were like, what like- are they mad at? I don't know I like You're walked crazy. into the kitchen and I was like and I came think back Henderson, and
1: was like, what the hell is going well, on?
0: Well it originally the, or- the elbow originally was not on the broadcast like it was being filmed but like it wasn't on the broadcast feed. Yeah. Because I sat I was sitting here the whole time and I think Henderson got um got a yellow in the sort of scrum with the center referee. Yeah someone got a yellow yeah. I think it was Henderson but anyway they like all up in the referee's face, and I remember thinking, like, what are they, what are they pissed about? Like, what, are, like, because there was nothing leading up to halftime that was particularly like contentious yeah. for either yeah. team. Like, there was nothing really in anything. So I was like, what, what are they pissed about? And then I remember seeing it post game, just being like, what the fuck? Like, you're the the whole point of referees are to enforce the rules. Keep things from getting out of hand and, like, for player safety, right? So what are you doing swinging? I don't care what Andy Robertson said. Like, I don't know what Andy Robertson was, like, chattering in his ear. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter, but it must have been because, something to elicit that what, response. Well, here's the thing. That's what cards are for. If he's staying absolutely unhinged shit, which I don't know that much about Andy Robertson in particular, but, like, it it's not would not be the first time yeah. Footballers said something batshit on the like to referees or, or to each other. Like it would not be the first time, but that's when you like you have a fucking mic. Like that's when you get the center referee to ca- give the guy a card. Like, yeah, I it was it was a little bit insane. I suspect I haven't looked um specifically, but I suspect that guy is will not be. I um, would hope refereeing in the so. Premier League again. Yes. yeah, but. Had to had to go ahead and mention that. I think that's it for the Premier League though. I don't think
1: there's anything else really uh, no we, to get we, into. We banged it out of the park. Good job, team. Um other leagues. Um I didn't pay attention to Madrid Georgia. Madrid be- lost. But then um, didn't Barcelona tie or something? Barcelona tied, know, does, yeah. Does so the really gap
0: 13 points rather than 15 points. Yeah, it feels like um, it's
1: still insurmountable for Madrid, so.
0: It was insurmountable before this weekend. Like, yeah. it's there's not really that much to talk about. Um, yeah. With that, they are, um, yeah. And then uh, Bayern and Dortmund both won in Bundesliga, so things stay the same there. Yep. Um, um so really not a ton to discuss in terms of the other leagues but
1: um but we do have champions which brings league us, to discuss.
0: yeah brings us to the champions league um we are now into the quarterfinals tuesday's games were um i believe inter milan versus benfica and then no
1: it wasn't inter it was ac milan was it ac milan did inter just beat napoli <laughs>
0: I think that was AC Milan.
1: Are you sure? Am I no. totally wrong? Oh, you're right. I'm not sure. No, you're right. Oh, I am so right. sorry. You are you're right. You're questioning me. I was Inter because Milan. I was pretty sure Inter beat Milan, but I'm
0: wrong. So there's two Milan's, two Milan
1: teams left in the there's thing. Just Inter and AC. Italian teams so I'm going to keep track of right now. I'm sorry, Inter, but Inter, beat Inter beat
0: Benfica. Um, and then uh, City played Bayern
1: at home and i poor. Tell you what can i just say in the poor the weather day, was in the miserable wind, in the cold i was like this is a de- night at manchester this is what it is
0: this is a you know when they say a cold can you do it on a cold rainy night at stoke like this is what that they was need. it like that was it that was it it was a miserable it was sheets of rain the wind was so bad it looked dreadful also the ball
1: which, it was crazy if you saw the ball and the wind i was like yeah Oh my god! Well, Anyways. it was
0: funny because I'm watching from my couch, you know, in Salt Lake City with my windows open, and it was 80 degrees. Um, I'd gone on a big long, walk, like a nice outdoor, walk. like it was beautiful here and miserable in Manchester, but um, miserable. The misery would only continue for Bayern Munich, um, because yeah, um, city scored a Rodri scored an absolute banger in the 27th minute um but nice even goal. after that throughout the first half it was a really entertaining sort of back and forth game yeah um which in the second is half all
1: I watched because I had to go do work
0: but and then the second half city really really sort of took control of it completely um Bernardo Silva scored in the 70th minute off an Erling Holland assist and then Holland uh got his goal in this, just a couple minutes later 76th minute um and you know, City honestly, Bayern were lucky. City did not score more. Uh, yeah. Their Jan Somer, their goalkeeper, made some truly tremendous saves in the second half. Yeah, um, some of which he had absolutely no business making. They were he really had one hell of a performance, yeah. um, and and Bayern was definitely lucky to get away with just three. Um, It was a really back-and-forth game in the first half, not so much at all in the second half. It was an excellent, excellent, excellent performance from City, uh, continuing on from their recent form. Um, I got really nervous about Kevin De Bruyne. He went down two different times in the game, um, got up both times, and continued um and they were two different things like once he went sliding to keep a ball in bounds and it looked like he hit he like pulled his groin a little bit but it was okay he got up and came back in and played another 15 minutes or so yeah. and then he like rolled an ankle or or hit his shin or something like that and then shortly after that one they they did pep did sub him out thank god because i was starting to be like um okay like why are we we were up you know and I was like why are we doing this let's just take him out please um yeah. and Alvarez came in and Alvarez looked great um it truly Byron was lucky to get away but yeah. um as good as City was in the second half I do really want to give a shout out to the defensive work from City because this was the best game I've seen City play defensively um maybe ever uh can I say something to that, that being that?
1: said can I say yes. something on that I read an article before this game and I forget what it was in, but it was like the key to City against Bayern is like defensive, sol- like solid uh, what did they say? Like a solid defense or something. Yeah. And they specifically pointed that out. So then I was thinking about that when I was watching the game and I would agree. They looked very good. Um, Like Diaz had an excellent, he's
0: always good, but he had an excellent game. Ake had a phenomenal game. Akanji had a great game, and those were the three backs when City were in possession. John Stones was sliding in and out of the back four. He was, it was a back by, four when Bayern by that, had the but... ball. <laughs> so it was actually really interesting. I think it worked really well um, in the sense that when City had the ball, it was a back three, Diaz in the middle, Akanji, and Ake, yeah. Ake on either side, and Stones stepped up and played um, alongside Rodri in, in, yeah. this, in the midfield. And then when Bayern had the ball, uh, Stones would drop back into the center defensive pairing with Diaz and a kanji would play yeah. outside. And I think a lot had been made in the lead up to the game of how fast Byron can be. Um, yes. they never yeah. looked fast in this game, I don't think.
1: No, um, I think they City dealt with that relatively well.
0: They they were forced to it, they were essentially forced into Lee Sané taking pot shots from outside the box. Um, that's essentially the only shot they got on target. were Asane was whipping them in from, you know, 25 yeah. yards. And he had a couple ones that Ederson had to make saves on, but um, it, they really never looked particularly menacing. Um, I don't think they had a single shot on target in the first half. And that's due to defensive work. And it was really, really excellent defensive work. And City fans will will say it until their our faces turn blue, that we have an underrated defensive unit. Um, in the sense that City fans will will, you know, will beat, you know, beat the dead horse over and over and over again that Diaz is an underrated defender, that Stones is an underrated defender, that Ake is an underrated defender. Like it's we'll say it again and again and again. And I don't disagree with it, but the, the reality is that most of the time City's defenders don't have to defend that well because city have so much of the ball. Yeah. and the and they're just so much better than the te- a lot of the teams that they play that they don't have to defend that hard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think what they showed against Bayern was that they can. That they can defend like yeah. that. And I so it's 3 nothing at the end. We go to, you know, we go to Bayern next week. I some people were saying the tie is over. I am not saying the tie is over. You can't say that. Um, you can't when you're you going to Bayern. It. But I would feel relatively... You can't stable. say it when you go to Bayern. But I do feel very good going into yeah. the second leg because the way that City is playing right now, I, I feel particularly good because the next leg is next week. Um, I'd feel less yeah. good if it was like a couple weeks from now. But because the yeah. next leg is next week, I do feel pretty good Um, because the way City is playing right now, I cannot imagine us losing by four goals. It's really hard to imagine that. And it's hard to it, what's really hard to imagine is even if we were to lose at Bayern, that we wouldn't score. yeah. And like, I could see us losing two, one. I could see us losing three, two. But I can't see us losing. I can't see us not scoring. I because I thought, you know, Upa sort of mistakes aside and and of which there were many. Um, he had an absolute, you know, terrible game. Um, so all my dad
1: texted me about after yeah. he watched the bad, replay. bad, bad game.
0: But his mistakes aside, Bayern do not have the most solid defense. Um, and no, City not have, anymore. yeah, they do not at this point in time have the most solid defense. And City have one of the best offensive units in global football. It's yeah. really hard to imagine that City doesn't score. And I just don't, it's really hard to imagine, you know, you never say never because literally crazier things have happened um, in the Champions League. And it, you go to Germany and Germany is always a tough place to play. And, you know, the Allianz is not a good place to be an away team. Like all of that is true. Um, you know, so nothing is done until it's done, right? It's not done until the whistle blows in the second leg. But it's hard. It's hard, It is a bit hard to imagine that Bayern wins by four goals.
1: Yeah, I would say that you're probably right. I would agree.
0: So I feel very good going into the second leg. As long as City don't fall apart, I'm okay. I think we're good.
1: I totally have to, have to, have to root for you, so...
0: Knocking on wood. Um, <laughs>
1: but... um, can we talk about today? Because the games were Yeah, let's today. talk today. Um... um so,
0: uh, <laughs> Real Madrid, yeah. Ray, or let's talk Milan, Napoli. AC, uh, so AC Milan, everyone, AC not Milan AC, Milan. AC Milan, who had beaten Napoli at the weekend um, in the league, uh, beat them again today. Um, now one zero.
1: Napoli had yeah, a red
0: card. Yes, it was a second yellow. It, in my opinion, was relatively soft for a second yellow. Yeah. Um but you know at the end of the day you got to be a little bit more conscientious when you're on a yellow um but i i did think it was a soft second yellow um but it was a great great goal the ac milan's goal was great it was a phenomenal goal um and yeah i mean we'll see i think we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording that neither of us pay huge amounts of attention to syria so you know take it with a grain of salt but um Reports are essentially that Napoli is in a bit of a slump. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they, that we can say that relatively
1: confidently because that's they, not just one source.
0: Yeah, they have um, they've not had the best run of of form lately, which seems to be a product of the fact that they pretty much have Syria done and dusted. Um, so, yeah, there's that. I don't have a ton to say about this game. I. I will say it makes it makes for a very interesting second leg. 1-0 is not a huge league. It's 1-0 at home, so they have to play at Napoli next week. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see mm-hmm. how things go. It's, It'll it's be fun. Be,
1: that'll be a fun tie. That's definitely
0: going to be an entertaining yeah. second leg. Yeah. Um, we didn't really talk about Inter Benfica, but um, that yeah, one's pretty. That I think that one is done and dusted in the sense that Inter beat Benfica two nothing at Benfica, right. so they're probably yeah, gonna do that's better how next I... week.
1: So, um.
0: Anyways, let's talk Madrid, Chelsea. Let us, because what a, I don't even know. Same old, same old with Chelsea. Pretty
1: much can't score the goal to save their life. They actually looked good. I did watch like maybe like twenty minutes of this game. Again, I was busy. They look relatively good. It. They just couldn't score.
0: It's the same thing we say every time I watch Chelsea. It's the same thing. Their build-up play is great. They can't finish. Yeah. It's and and they were the you know the pundit team, Thierry Henry and and Jamie Carragher and Micah and Kate and all them who I love dearly. They're so entertaining. They were all saying the same thing. They just how do you? They were asking Thierry Henry like, as a manager, like, can you make one of these guys? find the goal scoring form and terry was kind of like nah like they either find it or they don't you kind of don't know why guys go hot you know at any given moment but anyway they just it continued to be a problem and then you know and then they went down a man um which was yeah definitely a red Certainly Definitely a red. Of Absolutely. I don't
1: know what. Um, he was it's doing. not a
0: particularly nasty foul or anything, but he fouls him and he's last man. So yep,
1: That's... it's a it's a red card. And
0: my favorite actual part about the red card is that after the game, then Jamie Carragher and Thierry Henry got up from the desk and <sighs> like mimicked. Jamie Carragher was like, "Here, Thierry Henry, be my like, like my fellow actor. Stand here. You're, you know, Rodrigo. I think it was Rodrigo who he took out." Um, I'm Ben Chilwell. This is what Ben Chilwell should have done.
1: I love um, them. They're so funny. To which hear. and they like
0: acted it out. It was kind of funny. I I enjoyed that. But essentially, Chilwell just you know made a bad situation worse. Um, you know, yes, they're at Real Madrid and it is only two nothing. So Real Madrid certainly would have wanted to score more than that. Um, but if I were Real Madrid, I would not be conti- particularly concerned, given once again Chelsea. But genuinely, when was the last time Chelsea scored a goal? I really, honestly, probably couldn't tell you. Like I'd have to go, I'd have to go looking for the last time Chelsea scored a goal, which I think tells you all you need to know. Yep. Uh, Chelsea can't score, so <laughs> um, I would not be too worried if I were Madrid. Madrid looked good, which is once again, you know, they looked like shit in the league. And then they look great. In the it doesn't state, matter. So.
1: It doesn't. They they're the they're just weird. Yeah. You so just come to accept. We that will, they're um, an anomaly. It's okay. Yeah. So that was anyway. That. If honestly, they're all going to be pretty entertaining. Um, return legs. So. Yeah.
0: No. I mean, the one that is the most the Tuesdays. I think are. I don't know. I think three out of the four. It will be surprising. If the team that won the first leg does not go yes. through, yeah, um, I think the the Napoli AC Milan game is the is the only one that really feels like it could go either way. And now, of course, any of them genuinely could go either way because this is the Champions League and batshit stuff happens. She's not. It's she's just not tempting the- fate. Everyone. Part of the part of reality is no, but tell me I am wrong. Like, no, I am not. No, oh
1: god, we've League. seen crazier so, like, things. <laughs> Barca v PSG, so don't. don't <sighs> <have Barca's>.
0: City <laughs> Real last year. <laughs> um,
1: exactly.
0: Uh, you know, so no lead is a safe lead in the Champions League. To be honest, quite literally, no lead is a safe lead in the Champions League. Um, it's like until that until it is done, done, it yep. is not done. Yeah, but it you will be you do sort of feel like three out of the four ties you feel like you have a pretty good idea of who's who's gonna go through
1: on them i would agree all right so that that's what we've got in the champions league um we are going to very quickly it's the women's international break it is the last international break before the world cup yes um and there were a couple and when i say a couple like very quick things we want to touch on the one that i wanted to say was that australia beats england 2-0 breaking yes, england's that- like kind of crazy long win streak they though, had not
0: lost under Serena Weigman.
1: Yes. Though, I'm sure, I don't know, to me, better to lose now and get that streak out from under you yes. than like go into the World Cup with that streak. I just feel like that's like 100%, a hundred percent. That's what
0: happened. That's what happened to Argentina. Argentina exactly. broke their streak shortly before the World Cup. And then they, uh, as you all know, won the World Cup. So um, anyway, so, I
1: don't, I don't yeah. think that anyone should be too worried about this for England. Though I will also say At Australia, the same time. Yeah. The one goal for
0: Australia was an absolute doozy from yes. England. Yeah. Why they would play the ball the way they did when Sam Kerr is right there. Yeah. I feel a- like
1: that was like they brain farted that and like the- didn't realize what was going yeah. on. Um so
0: I just had to throw that one out there because they really gifted Sam Kerr, arguably the best goal scorer in women's soccer,
1: um, a ball on a platter. Yeah, I will um, say, I was going to say that I do think Australia looks good. And I mean, obviously they do, they're yeah. always a contender, but I think that like they're they're going to be in top form for.
0: It's going to be in it. I think it's going to be a really interesting World Cup. I'm oh, very
1: excited to I see. Too. I, will, um, I don't know. if you, Did you watch any of that women's game last night? The guess, U.S. one? Yeah.
0: I didn't. I watched the first US-Ireland US-Ire- oh, okay. game, I but I did watch not the watch the first second. One,
1: I watched this one.
0: So my biggest notes from the first game were Ireland are a, are a rough team, which yes. nobody is surprised about if you know anything about Katie
1: McCabe. Katie McCabe. <laughs> I feel like she's just honed everyone on that team to be her, but yes.
0: So that's not surprising to anybody because Katie McCabe alone. Um, but the biggest the biggest news out of the first leg was, um, Mallory Swanson, yeah, is injured, and Born that's a big shame. T- Patellar tendon, yeah, yeah. She had surgery, I
1: believe, yesterday. Yeah. Um, I don't know the recovery like time of something like that, but
0: I don't either. But it's a hundred days, a little less. I think it's ninety nine yeah. now until the World Cup, so that's not great, um, particularly because she's in. Such, such, such good form form. of her life, form of her life right now. So that's a really big shame. Um, but on the flip side of that, um, Julie Ertz is back, which we talked about a little bit last week. Yeah, but she looked so good, so, so, so good. Very, very, very happy, um, to see her back. She certainly is not. Quite where she was, you know, when she left, but that's to be expected. This is her was literally her first competitive game, but um, she's gonna she'll be playing, you know, more regularly over the next couple of yeah. months, leading up to the World Cup, and then I, you know, she's such a presence to have on the field in <laughs> offensive corners, so. yeah, to hold down the fort defensively. She's just the physicality. She's a, a brutality level that the U.S. Women's National Team doesn't like the other. Women who were playing six, you know, instead of Julie Ertz, are not sort of monsters in the way that yeah. she is, and yeah. I'm a big fan of hers, so I'm very happy to see her back and and looking pretty good. So I um, agree, um, that's exciting. Um, Alyssa Thompson did get 18 year old Alyssa Thompson did get her first
1: start for the U.S. Women's National Team
0: yesterday and played the full yeah. ninety. I didn't like I said I didn't I didn't watch it, but I um, did.
1: She looked fine. I mean she needs, she 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 has the physical attributes like she has her speed and stuff I think she has to hone her um hone herself a little bit in front of goal but I mean she's 18 so give her a little yeah. bit of time but I think she so, she has a lot she has a ton of upside
0: I think it's going to be a really interesting group um at the World Cup this summer yeah. Um just because you have a mix of, of really young sort of and I don't we don't know what the roster is gonna be p- precisely just yet, but there's a mix of really young, sort of relatively raw talent along the lines of you know Alyssa Thompson and, and Trinity Rodman and you know yeah. some other of, of those. Sophia Smith, it's hard to say she's un raw talent because she was NWSL MVP last year, but yeah, she's she's young too. Um, so a lot there's a younger crowd that's very talented but not super experienced at the international level. And then you've got an older crowd that are in their, you know, thirties that have a fuck ton of experience. Yep. Um so and and there's, you know, and then there's a couple players in the middle. You've got your Rose Lavelles and you've got um Lindsay Haran, um, who are kind of in the middle there. But you know, it there's a really young group and there's a really old group. Essentially, it's a very, it's
1: a very interesting so, um, combination of people. I think we sort
0: of have the first World Cups for a bunch of people and the last World Cups for a bunch yep. of people.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so so that's really interesting. Um, and we'll see. We'll see how things go, and we'll see what the roster ends up being. But it's um, it's definitely an interesting group. It's they're going to be good. They're they are always good but there are a lot of teams at this world cup that are going to be good. Um, yeah. Like we've said, England, Australia being on home soil is going to be a contender. Spain. If
1: they have Lafayette. their team, oh, if they have if, their if they have
0: all their players, what happens there? Yep. Um, you know, France is always good. Germany, always good. Sweden, always good. Like, we're going to have and you know and the asian japan and and china are both also always good and there's always a team or two um you know brazil i think the argentine women could surprise people yeah Um, historically you know the powerhouse out of the latin american teams has always been brazil the brazilian women but um the argentine women i think
1: could could surprise us. Um, I think I, – I just think it's going to be super interesting. I think that the gap is mm. just tightened between all these teams and – Absolutely. There's it's...
0: way less of a disparity between teams than there was even four years ago, but particularly eight years ago. I mean, the U.S. is going for their third in a row. Nobody has ever won three World Cups in a row on the one side. The U.S. Yes. has won two in a row, a couple – twice? No, One of the, the announcers
1: ones. yesterday, though, um, honestly, they weren't great overall, but he was – i don't know if it was he maybe it was a she they were like um you know a few years ago we were beating ireland 5-0 and it was like kind of a second thought whatever now we're playing ireland and like they barely won that game 1-0 like they didn't look very good and ireland did look good they just couldn't score there's been it's a leveling intru- It's out. an
0: it's I do there's definitely been a leveling out. I do think this is maybe the first time we're going into a women's world cup where the US is not a heavy favorite. Yeah,
1: I I agree.
0: I would say going into this world cup, the favorite is England.
1: I think so too.
0: Um now, you know, I think much like the men's world cup this past winter, there is a group of favorites, you know, there's, yeah, no, it's hard to choose, you know, when the U S it's the U S Canada, you know, Spain, France, Australia, England, you know, there's a bunch of teams surprised if they won it. Cause you know, Canada's coming off the Olympic win in 2019, England has had a, but I do think England is, if you had to pick one favorite, I would say England.
1: Yeah, I think so too. We'll obviously discuss further when, like, we're much closer. We'll give our predictions. Yeah, as everything. we'll we'll do a big
0: old thing once the you know the domestic leagues are over and and we'll we can focus fully on that. We'll do a full you know sort of preview. But worth talking about now, given this is our last showing of the teams, uh, yeah. before we get into it.
1: Yeah. Um. And that's that is all we had Um, short and snappy potentially or average time length most more likely Um, a little I think it's a little shorter than average oh yeah look at us Um, but we will be back next week basically with the same exact things because it's that's what we that's what we got going for you it's a lot of soccer for the next couple of months so here we go all right bye
0: That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Kicking Balls.